Alright y'all, what is going on? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds, of course. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts tonight. I'll be going over all the action from the weekend. Uh, we had some middleweight uh, championship boxing to go over. We got some NFL action to go through from the weekend, Saturday and Sunday action. Uh, we also, of course, got some college football to talk about as well. We have some conference uh, championships to talk about. We also be breaking down the playoff. We have the seedings here. And then I will also be breaking down some NBA news. And, of course, we have the NBA season tipping off tomorrow. So I got a little bit of news to go over there as well. And I'll be going over the rest of the preseason, at least the final day of preseason games. That was Sunday. So, well, yesterday. So let's get it right into it, of course, uh, with some NFL news. Of course, um, we got, well, we got some news coming out of uh, New Orleans, excuse me. And it looks like their top receiver, Michael Thomas, will be out for the rest of the year. Uh, the Saints placed him on IR uh, pretty much for an ankle in injury he has suffered at the, at the beginning of the season. It looks to be not 100% uh, healed, uh, but he will be, uh, well, he is expected to be 100% for, uh, for the playoffs. Uh, he uh, recently ruled out this week. Uh, he was out this week versus Kansas City. And um, these, uh, the thing about Thomas is, you know, he has a lot of potential. He was last year's off uh, last year's offensive player of the year with a league record 149 catches. Uh, but so far this year, he's only played in seven games. And over the past six games, he's had 37 receptions and also uh, 421 yards but no touchdowns. So something's uh, definitely been bothering him. Early in the year, he had some uh, he had some attitude issues. Of course, it might have been having to be you know might have still been some frustration having to deal with that injury. Uh, so he just hasn't really been himself this year, unfortunately. Uh, but hopefully for the Saints because they're going to need it, uh, especially with that loss that they took this weekend. Uh, they're going to need him particularly for the playoffs because I don't think they have anybody outside of him, at least in receiving category. Well, you do have Alvin Kamara, but uh, he's definitely the main receiver to go to. Um, some other news coming out of Philadelphia. Uh, Wentz has already decided he's not going to stay in Philadelphia if he will not be the starter. Uh, he's currently unhappy with being benched. Uh, Hertz wouldn't make his second straight start yesterday. Uh, the Eagles, of course, they did end up losing that game. They're currently 4-9-1. Uh, but they do have a side at the divisional title. Uh, as far as, you know, what the team may, you know, what the team is looking like it might want to do, um, if they made the decision to kind of bring Hurts in there, you know, there's no injuries to Wentz necessarily. I personally think, I don't want to be negative, but I think it might be a wrap for for Wentz. I think if he was injured, possibly you might have some something there. But again, uh, they drafted him. They drafted Hurts, you know, in the early stage of the draft for a reason. Um, I don't know what, again, I don't know what convinced them to do all this, especially since they, I mean, again, if we talked about this a couple weeks ago, if he was not going to be the guy, um, you know, my issue is why sign him to a long-term deal? Why resign him? I think that, you know, really makes no sense. Uh, but again, I guess really did what it had to do. Uh, again, they're at this point in time, again, I don't know if they make it to the playoffs or not. Of course, they would have to win a division. I don't know. Uh, as far as the rest of the way is concerned, I haven't heard anything to tell me differently as though uh, Hurts, you know, may or Wentz may be back in the starting position. I have not heard anything about that. So it looks as though, you know, Hurts is going to be the guy uh, the rest of the way. And it's unfortunate for Wentz. I'm not too sure who's going to want to pick up that contract via trade. Although I'm pretty sure there's some teams out there that are going to need a quarterback like Washington. You got Dallas, who's, you know, up in the air. Um, you got, I mean, everybody named Mama. You know, this is, this is you know, everybody named Mama after a couple bad Oakland games or, sorry, bad Raider games. They're, they're always coming from Derek Carr's head. I got a lot of love for him. I don't think so. Uh, and besides, you got Marcus Mariota there if you really want to go with a backup. I, you know, again, um, 49ers, of course, they're mad at their – they're definitely mad at their quarterback right now. They're in their feelings, so uh, they could want another quarterback. So, I mean, there's some places, but I'm not too sure they're going to want to make, you know, a deal, you know, for that – for his caliber. I mean, because, again, I don't – I definitely think Wentz still has some left in the tank. I, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but he does stay injured. And it's gonna definitely it is it is definitely gonna affect him when it comes down to his value and what teams are willing to want to shell out for him. I I just know it. Uh, so it's a little bit of a messed up situation for him. 
Uh, he just, you know, has been dealing with that injury bug. Unfortunately, some athletes just go through it. Can't say too much about that. Uh, moving on, we do have a, a fortunate situation to talk about, a death to talk about. Uh, former Hall of Fame linebacker and defensive end Kevin Green, uh, of the of many, he played in many teams throughout his 15-year career, uh, but he recently passed away at 58 years old with no cause of death yet stated. Over a 15-year career, he is third, well, he was third most in the NFL for sacks. He recorded over 160 of them, actually 160 of them, and he was a walk-on, and he was just a walk-on, meaning he didn't get a scholarship at first at the University of Auburn, uh, but he ended up working his ass off and being drafted by the Rams in the fifth round of the 1985 draft. He would play in 228 games for the Rams, the Steelers, the 49ers, and also the Panthers. He will lead the NFL in sacks two times in his career. He was also a five-time pro baller. He was also a two-time All-Pro uh, between 1994 and 1996. 1996 uh, was one of uh, was a good year for him because he also ended up leading the Panthers to their first playoff appearance. He would end up retiring three years later in 1999, and of course, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2016. I honestly, um, I. Do not well with him being drafted in '85. Uh, his his bulk of his playing career was in the mid to early '90s, so I don't know a lot of. I didn't I didn't really catch a lot of his uh, games, of course, when I was a kid because I, I was really young then. But um, definitely in the early 2000s when I started to get into really uh, really into the history of football, uh, I would say around uh, middle school. Um, about sixth or seventh grade, I got really well. I was always into football, but I really got into the history of football, all the different players. I have an almanac of football that I have right now that completely details the history of football from beginning, uh, pretty much to modern times. And uh, when I started to get into that type of you know stuff about football, not just you know watching the games every weekend. Believe it or not, Kevin Green was one of those players that just kind of stuck out. He was like one of those old school players that um, he. I think he had a couple appearances on TV. I saw him on TV a couple of times. Oh, okay. I didn't know he, you know, really played in the league at first until I looked him up. He seemed to be like, I mean, I mean when I looked up his stats and everything like that, I, and just looked up some of his games, I kind of just became a fan just of him personally and all the stuff he was doing back in the day. He was definitely like your quintessential linebacker. I mean, um, really athletic, really hard hitter, uh, man's man when you play the game. Um, I definitely liked him, even though he was pretty much before could say before my time, but definitely somebody that I caught a little bit later uh, in my football watching and uh, definitely enjoyed his game, definitely enjoyed what he brought to the league. And it's just kind of unfortunate, especially for the fact that we don't know what he could have passed from right now. That's kind of sucky right now. It could be a couple of different things. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to speculate here. So let's move on. Uh, we have one more bit of news to talk about. Uh, we got the Pro Bowl. Uh, it will be taking place New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. And it looks like uh, Kansas City, Green Bay, Baltimore, Seattle are all leading the league with seven players within each team that are headed to the game. Uh, Mahomes and Rodgers, of course, will be the starting QBs. Mahomes leads the league in passing yards uh, with over 4,400 of them. And Rodgers leads the league, uh, lead the league, leads the league excuse me, in uh, touchdowns with 40. Other pro ball quarterbacks include Josh Allen of the Bills and also Deshaun Watson of the Texans. Uh, of course, that's in the NFC. In the uh, NFC, you've got Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray backing up uh, A-Rod. Now, uh, votes this year were cast by fans, coaches, and players. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, normally it would just be the fans, possibly the media. I'm not 100% sure about all how all that always went, but I think this year was a little bit different than most. Uh, outside of Mahomes, the Chiefs will also bring Tyree Kill and Eric Fisher, amongst others. Again, like I said, they are bringing at least seven players. Uh, Baltimore, same thing, seven players. But uh, a couple of those notable players are Orlando Brown, the offensive tackle, and also defensive tackle. Uh, Calais Campbell. Outside of A-Rod, uh, Green Bay will be represented by offensive tackle David Bakhtiari, offensive guard Elton, yes, Elton Jenkins, and also running back Aaron Jones, uh, amongst others. And Seattle is bringing strong, uh, is bringing in safeties Jamal Adams and Quandary Diggs. Like I said, some others as well. We already talked about Russell Wilson. Uh, other notable 
other notable AFC selections include running back Derrick Henry, of course, of the Titans, and defensive end Miles Garrett. And for the NFC, uh, they're bringing in DeAndre Hopkins from the Cardinals and also safety Buda Baker. There are 26 players who are making their first ever Pro Bowl appearances, including rookies, defensive end Chase Young from Washington, and also wide receiver Justin Jefferson of the Vikings. Uh, also, uh, uh, Raiders, a couple Raiders making their first uh, uh, sorry appearances in the Pro Bowl, uh, two to be exact. This year we got tight end Clive Waller and also running back Brandon Jacobs. Uh, one of the most notable snubs, at least in my opinion, was Trey Hendrickson, defensive lineman out of uh, New Orleans. He actually leads the league in sacks right now with 12 and a half on a really dominant defense who has been playing uh, lights out up until this game, last pass game against the Chiefs. So, um, I'm not too sure how he misses out on that one. Honestly, probably because he's not necessarily a household name that everybody just goes to probably right now. Outside of just kind of knowing about him this season, that might be it. A lot of people, you know, a lot of times we, uh, you know, we look at players and they're, you know, multiple time all-stars. Um, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with the stats. A lot of times the stats do reflect that, but a lot of times they're just a household name and it's just kind of easy just to kind of just point that person out there since they're already on a big time team, they're already on a winning team, um, which is again, a little bit, I'm a little bit miffed as to why Trey Henderson didn't get a nod. He's on a winning team. Uh, he's on a, you know, pretty good team in new Orleans. I don't know how that doesn't happen. Uh, and, but this is the first time since 1989 that the Cowboys do not have a Pro Bowl selection. I think some other teams not uh, suiting up any Pro Bowls this year include the Jets. Uh, that goes without saying. And also the uh, Bengals are the only other two that I can think of right now. But uh, I think maybe the Eagles. Maybe. I think that. If I'm not mistaken, but uh, let's move on. We're past the news. Let's get into some scores. Of course, uh, week we are at week with 15. Yep, week 15 started off. Of course, Thursday night matchup. AFC West rivalry, Chargers and Raiders going at each other for at least a thousand time. Chargers get the best of us in that one, 30 to 27. The Chargers are five and nine on the year. The Raiders are now 500 at seven and seven. Of course. So overtime loss as well. Justin Herbert again solidifying his case for the Rookie of the Year award. 22 or 32 for 314 yards. He would throw a two touchdowns and he would have the game-winning rush touchdown. Kalen Balaj, um, the running back Kalen Balaj would have a rushing touchdown as well. Jalen Guyton would be the leading receiver with four catches and 91 yards. And tight end Hunter Henry and also wide receiver Tyron Johnson would have receiving touchdowns. So defensively, uh, they got the Chargers got help from linebacker Nick Vigil. He'd have nine total tackles. Tackles and an interception and defensive back Calvin Harris, or sorry, Chris Harris Jr. would have five total tackles and an interception. For the Raiders, Marcus Mariota got the start. Uh, going some, Well, he didn't get the start. Uh, what had happened was, um, sorry, um, Derek Carr, again, suffers another injury. This time it's a growing injury. Uh, status for next week against the Dolphins is uncertain. I'm going to let y'all know that right now. But for Marcus Mariota, came in. Uh, as a substitute, 17 of 28 for 226 yards. He would have a touchdown. He would throw a pick, uh, but he would have 88 rushing yards and a touchdown, and he would lead four scoring drives for the team. Josh Jacobs was the team's leading rusher. He would have 76 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Darren Waller, pro baller, uh, leading receiver with nine catches, 150 yards, and also a touchdown. So the leading receiver between both teams, actually. Uh, linebacker Nick uh, Nick Kiewitowski had 10 total tackles. Uh, he would have a late hit helmet-to-helmet, -helmet, which would uh, give us some field, uh, give us some field, allowing, yeah, making it easier for the Chargers to score. Trayvon Mullen, eight total tackles from him, but he would have hella penalties. That just cost us, I think he had one in the fourth quarter. I want to say he had seven to eight in total. Not a good game from him. Uh, I'm going to be the main person to say that I'm going to be beating this until the cow comes home. We need second, we need a secondary. I think our linebackers are solid. I think our defensive ends, uh, they can get pressure. Uh, but I, I definitely, uh, I would prefer if we had some secondary. Um, we need safeties. I know J Jonathan Abrams is a good hater, hitter. I'm not going to take that away from him. We need coverage. We need, we need interceptions. We need to be swatting down passes. I'm sorry. Um, Trayvon Mullen is not cutting it. I don't know where we got him from, but he ain't cutting it. Uh, like I said, Derek Carr suffered his uh, growing injury. Again, his status is up in the air for this week. 
so I'm a little bit nervous about that. Uh, it looks to me though as Marcus Mariota is competent, we should be okay. We have a solid enough O line. Uh, but outside of the defense, outside of defensive issues, we've always had offensively. We need running. We need sorry, not running back. Excuse me. We need wide receivers too. Um, I thought Terrell Williams would come through for us this year. I haven't seen it. We could have had Jerry Judy. We decided against that. We could have had C. Lamb. We decided against that to get the the, the fast guy. We're always getting the athletes. I don't. I don't understand Raiders drafting. I'd rather have the best overall receiver. I don't need best. We don't need the best athletes. That's that's too Al Davis. You can look at the way we've been drafting. This Damon Arnett. That was that was a dumb pick, dude. That he's not that great of a corner. Like I don't. I don't. I don't understand what we're looking for specifically. Like uh, I, I'm done. I, I don't want to say I'm done with this team. I'm not gonna ever say that. But I'm just. I, I, we're stuck with this guy for eight more years, though. Like, come on, John, do something. You, you gotta step your game up. This ain't this ain't 1998. This is not 2002, where you got where you got you know screwed against screwed too. This ain't 2001, where you got screwed against you know New England. Okay, it's starting to get a little bit annoying. I'm just <laughs> to say the least. I'm a little bit annoyed by this shit. Let's move on to Saturday. A um, few games Saturday, uh, we had the Bills uh, clinching their AFC East uh, title for the first time since '95. They got an easy one up against uh, up against the Broncos, 48 to 19 was the final score. Uh, Bills are 11 and three. The Broncos are five and nine. Uh, for the Bills, of course, Josh Allen will lead the way, 28 of 40, 359 yards. Excuse me, two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns as well. Zach Moss will be your leading rusher. He would have 81 yards on the ground. Devin Singletary would have a touchdown on the ground. Stephon Diggs would be the team's leading receiver 11 catches for 147 yards tight end uh, Dawson Knox and also wide receiver Jake uh, Camaro would have uh, receiving touchdowns defensive back Jermaine Edmonds would be the team's leading tackler he would have eight total tackles linebacker Tyler uh, Matikavich would have seven total tackles and defensive end Mario Addison and also defensive back Tredavious White would have sacks for the Broncos Drew Locke would go 20 of 30 for 132 yards he would throw a touchdown Melvin Gordon would have 61 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Tight end uh, Noah Fant would be the team's leading receiver. He would have eight catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. And defensive back Kareem Jackson would have eight total tackles. Moving on, we got the Packers getting it done against the sorry the yes the Packers getting it done against the Panthers 24 to 16. The Panthers are four and ten. The Packers are 11 and three for the pack uh, for the Panthers. Ooh, sorry, names are a little bit similar. Well, at least, yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. Teddy Bridgewater, 21-35 for 238 yards. Uh, he would have a rushing touchdown. Mike Davis would have 51 rushing yards. DJ Moore would be the team's leading receiver with six catches and 131 yards. Rookie linebacker Brian Burns would have two sacks. Defensive tackle Derek Brown would have two sacks as well. And kicker Joe Sly would go 3-3 three three on his field goals. Uh, as far as Packers would, are, the Packers are concerned, A-Rod would go 20-29 of 29 for 143 yards. He would have a touchdown through the year. And a touchdown on the ground. Aaron Jones would have 145 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, Robert Tonian Jr. would have a receiving touchdown. And defensively, safety Adrian Amos would have seven total tackles and a sack. And defensive back Kevin King would have six total tackles and a fumble recovery. Moving on to Sunday, uh, we got the Colts getting it done against the Texans 27-20. The Titans get it done against the Lions 46-25. We also got... Oh, sorry. Got these uh, Facebook notifications coming through. I thought I turned all this crap off. Uh, anyways, uh, we got the Vikings. They take another loss here to the Bears, 33 to 27. This is just indicative of what's going on. This is a quote. Uh, this was said by rookie receiver Justin Jefferson. Fuck Kurt. Come on, throw the ball. That's all. That's all. That's all you need to hear. That's all you need to know about the situation right now. Um, a lot of drama going on in, in um, Minnesota right now. It's a bad situation. I don't know what happens with Kirk Cousins. Of all the quarterbacks in the hot seat, he has the biggest hot seat right now. Moving on, uh, the Seahawks get it done, twenty to fifteen over the Washington name redacted team here. Uh, <laughs> the Seahawks are ten and four. Washington is six and eight. For the Seahawks, Russell Wilson will go. 18 to 27 for 121 yards. He would throw a touchdown, but he would throw an interception. Carlos Hyde would have 55 rushing yards and a touchdown. 
DK Metcalf would have 43 rushing yards. He was a team's leading receiver and tight end Jacob Hollister. If you haven't heard his story yet, I will look him up. Uh, very hardworking guy. Uh, worked very hard to get where he's at right now. Proud of his, uh, just hearing his story. I'm really happy for the guy. Uh, I think, I believe this is second, this is his second or third total, maybe even his fourth total uh, career touchdown. But he's been through a whole lot uh, just to be where he's at right now. So every time I hear his name being called, I always uh, clap a little bit inside for him. Safety Jamal Adams, he'd have eight total tackles in a sack. Linebacker Bobby ba uh, Bobby Wagner would have 13 total tackles. And defensive backs DJ Reed and Shaquille Griffin would have interceptions. For Washington, Dwayne Haskins would go 38 of 55 for 295 yards. He would throw a touchdown, but he would throw two interceptions. Peyton Barber would have a touch uh, touchdown on the ground. And tight end Logan Thomas would be the team's leading receiver. He would have 13 total catches and 103 yards. Running back J.D. McKissick. Uh, would be uh, sorry would catch a touchdown pass as well as nine total catches and also 56 yards and also safety Kareem Curl will help the team out on defense he would have eight total tackles uh, moving on we got the Dolphins uh, getting it done against the Patriots uh, the Dolphins are nine and five the Patriots are six and eight the final score there was 22 to 12 uh, for the Patriots Cam Newton will go 17 to 27 for 209 yards Sony Michelle would have 74 rushing yards Jacoby Myers would be the team's leading receiver with seven catches and 111 yards. Uh, linebacker Therese Hall would have 13 total tackles and safety and Adrian Phillips would have seven total tackles in a, in a sack. For the Dolphins, two attack of Alou would go 20 of 26 for 145 yards. He would throw an interception, no, but he would have two rushing touchdowns. Salvon Ahmed would be the team's leading leading rusher. He'd have 120 yard, 22 yards and a touchdown. Durham Smith would uh, have five catches and 40 yards, and linebacker Jerome Baker would have eight total tackles in the sack, and defensive tackle Zach Seiler would have five total tackles in the sack. For the Patriots, this is the first time they missed the playoffs in over a decade, and two was the first rookie quarterback to beat the Patriots since Geno Smith in 2013. Next up, you got the Jaguars sticking the L to the Ravens, 40 to 14. The Buccaneers get it done against the Falcons, 31 to 27. The, uh, the, the Cowboys get a win against the Niners, 41-33. Got the Cardinals getting it done against the Eagles, 33-26. And the Jets get it upset, although they you know they wrecked their chance at a first-round draft pick. 23-20 was the final score against the Rams. And the final score from Sunday night, of course, uh, the big-time uh, primetime matchup. We got the Chiefs getting a W against the Saints, 32-29 was the final score here. Chiefs moving 13-1. The Saints are now 10-4. For the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes will go 26-47 for 254 yards and three touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would have 79 rushing yards. Uh, Le'Veon Bell would have 62 rushing yards and a touchdown. Oh, and one uh, quick fact about uh, Edwards-Hilaire. I'm not 100% sure why, uh, what the details on his injury are just yet. Uh, but he will be placed on IR and he will miss the rest of the year. That does not mean he won't be ready for the playoffs, though. But I got to figure out uh, the ins and outs of what's going on with that. So give me some time with that. Uh, Le'Veon Bell would have 62 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Travis Kelsey uh, would have eight total uh, sorry, yes, eight total catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Rob receiver Tyreek Hill and McCole Harmon would have receiving touchdowns. And defensively, Ben Neiman would lead the way from the linebacker position. He would have eight total tackles. And safety, Legereus Sneed would have a sack and an interception. For the Saints, Drew Brees would go 15-34 for 234 yards. He would have three touchdowns, but he would throw a pick. Alvin Kamara would have 54 rushing yards and also a receiving touchdown. Taysom Hill would have a rushing touchdown. And uh, Jordan Humphrey and also running back Latavius Murray would have receiving touchdowns. Jordan Humphrey, I'm going to call him Jordan. Um, if you look at look his name up anywhere else, it's going to say Lil Jordan Humphrey. He's a man. He's a football player. I'm not going to put a little on his name unless I meet him and he tells me specifically to call him Lil Jordan. I'm just going to call him Jordan because he's a man. Sorry. <laughs> I don't feel right calling no man Lil Jordan. I'm not going to do it. Football player at that. Let's move on to some Monday Night Football. Bengals get an upset win against the Steelers. 27-17 was the final score. The Steelers are now 11-3. The Bengals are 3-10-1. Uh, uh, for the Steelers, Big Ben will go 20-38 for 170 yards. He would throw a touchdown, uh, but he would throw an interception. 
Benny Snell Jr. would have 84 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, T.J. Watt, excuse me, Deontay Johnson would be the team's leading receiver with eight catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. And T.J. Watt and Stephon, uh, Stephon Tewitt would have sacks, uh, one sack each. And Mika Fitzpatrick would have seven total tackles. For the Bring, uh, for the Bengals, Bengals, for the Bengals, Ryan Finley would lead the way, 17 to 13, 89 yards. He would have a touchdown. He would also have a rushing touchdown. Giovanni Bernard would be the team's leading rusher. He would have 80 yards. He also have a touchdown. Uh, defensive back McKenzie Alexander would have six total tackles and a sack. Linebacker Josh Barnes would have nine total tackles. And linebacker Carl Lawson would have an interception. All right, y'all. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll be talking some college football. And then we'll also we'll be talking some NBA action as well. All right, y'all. I'll be right back. Let's get into some college football. Uh, we have some conference championships to go over. Uh, first one being in the Pac-12. Uh, it was some drama, of course, uh, going back to last week and beginning of the week uh, because Washington, uh, they did not have enough players to suit up against Oregon. So the game against Oregon was supposed to be canceled. Uh, and it was. And Washington, despite not having to play Oregon, who's, uh, who's currently now 4-2, uh, they would have gotten to play the Pac-12 championship against USC. However, Washington uh, did not have enough players to suit up against USC. And Oregon was, you know, ready to go. And so Oregon got to take that spot in the conference championship game. So they took it and uh, they made it. They made it uh, worth their while. They beat the Trojans 31-24. to Like I said, the Ducks are 4-2 and on the year. Uh, in, this, in this shortened year, USC moves to 5-1. and one. For Oregon, uh, they had two quarterbacks play on um, Friday. They got Tyler Shuck, who got the start. He will go 8-15 for 91 yards, two touchdowns, but he would throw a pick. Anthony Brown will go 3-4 for 17 yards, but he would throw two touchdowns. So very efficient from him. Travis Dye will be the team's leading rusher. He would have 55 yards on the ground, but he would also have a receiving touchdown. Tight end DJ Johnson, running back Jalen Red, and also Hunter Kemp, uh, Kemp Moyer, the backup tight end, would have a receiving touchdown as well. Defensively, the Ducks were helped out by safety Jamal Hill, who would have five total tackles, two interceptions. And also defensive lineman Kayvon Thibodeau and also Brandon Dorless would have sacks as well, one each. And safety Nick Pickett would have eight total tackles. For USC, uh, the Trojans were led by Keaton Slovis. He would go 28-52 for 320 yards. He would have two touchdowns, but he would throw three picks. Uh, Marquez Stip, uh, Step, excuse me, Marquise Step would, be the, uh, would have a rushing touchdown. Uh, Brew McCoy would be the team's leading receiver. He would have six catches for 76 yards and also a touchdown. Armand St. Brown would have five catches for 64, sorry, 74 yards and a touchdown. And defensively, the Trojans were helped out by uh, safety Talanoa Hufanga. He'd have 12 total tackles and two sacks. And linebacker Kanai uh, Hauga, he would have 14 total tackles and an interception. These are back-to-back -back uh, sorry, these are back-to-back Pac-12 championships for the Ducks. And they earned a bid for the Fiesta Ball where they would be facing off against, I believe it's number 10 right now. It could even be higher than this, but they will be facing off against Iowa State. Runners up in the Big 12. Uh, we're going to the Big Ten Championship where we have number 14 Northwestern taking the L here to number 4 Ohio State. 22-10 was the final score. Ohio State uh, stays undefeated at 6-0. Northwestern moves to 6-2. Uh, for Northwestern, Peyton Ramsey will go 24-37 for 224 yards, but he would throw two interceptions. Cam Porter will be the teams uh, will be the Wildcats leading rusher. He has 61 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Ramad Chiakiao 
with uh, Chiaquiel Brown will be the team's leading receiver with eight receptions, 103 yards. Uh, and also defensive end Emmett Brown, the fourth, would have five total tackles in the sack. And defensive back Brandon Joseph would have five total tackles in the interception. For Ohio State, Justin Fields will go to, uh, 12 of 27 for 114 yards, but he will throw two picks. Trey Sermon would have a, a monster game with 331 yards and two touchdowns. Julian Fleming would have four catches for 53 yards. And defensively, the, the Buckeyes were helped out by defensive end Jonathan Cooper, who would have six total tackles in the sack. And linebacker Justin Hilliard, he would have uh, nine total tackles and an interception. All right, so moving on, um, we got the Big 12 Championship. Number 10, Oklahoma gets it done against oh, sorry, Iowa State, who was number 6. 27-21 uh, to 21 is the final score. Oklahoma moves to 8-2. Iowa State is 8-3. For Oklahoma, Spencer Riley will go 22-34 for 272 yards, 72 yards. He would throw for a touchdown. He would, would, he would also run for a touchdown. Ramondre Stevenson would have 97 rushing yards. Uh, Chandler Morris would have a rushing touchdown. Marvin Mims would also have uh, 100 and yard, 101 yards receiving and also a touchdown. And uh, defensive back Trey Norwood would have six total tackles and an interception. Safety Patrick Fields would have six total tackles, tackles and an interception as well. And linebacker Nick Bonita would have uh, five total tackles and a sack. For Iowa State, Brock Purdy would go 27-40 for 322 yards. He would also throw a touchdown. Breesey Hall would have uh, 79 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Xavier Hutchinson would have 10 total receptions and 11, sorry, 114 yards. And tight end Charlie Kohler would have six total, uh, six total catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. Linebacker Mike Rose would be the lead team's, sorry, would be the lead tackler for the team with nine total tackles. Moving to the ACC championship, the number two team uh, went down to the number three team, Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame loses to Clemson 34 to 10. Uh, Trevor Lawrence would go 25 or 36 for 322 yards. He would throw a touch, two touchdowns, but he would have that pick. He'd also have 90 yards on the ground and a, and a touchdown there. Travis ATM would have 124 rushing yards and a touchdown. Omari Rodgers would have eight catches for 121 yards and a touchdown. EJ Williams would have four catches and also a touchdown for a touchdown. And also Malcolm Green would have six total tackles and a sack. Linebacker Trenton Simpson, defensive end KJ Henry, and linebacker James Scalsey would also have ta sorry sacks as well. For Notre Dame, Ian Book will go 20 of 28 for 219 yards. Kyron Williams would uh, lead the team with 50 rushing yards. Chris Tyree would have uh, a rushing touchdown. Uh, ben Squarenek would have four receptions for 54 yards. And defensively, Kyle Hamilton would have 10 total tackles and an interception. All right, and finally, in the SEC Championship, the big-time matchup, uh, number one Alabama gets it done against number seven Florida. Uh, the final score there, I believe, was 54 uh, to 48. Uh, for Alabama, they are 11 and 0. Florida is 8 and 3. For Bama, Mac Jones will go 33 or 45. Sorry, 33 or 43, 418 yards. He would have five touchdowns, but he would throw a pick. Najee Harris would have 178 yards on the ground for two touchdowns. He would have five receptions for 67 yards and three touchdowns. Devontae Smith would have 15 receptions for 184 yards and two touchdowns. And defensively, linebackers Will Anderson Jr. would have six total tackles and two sacks. And Christian Harris would have two sacks. For Florida, Kyle Trask would go 26-40 for 408 yards. He would have three touchdowns through the air and one on the ground. Naquan Wright and also Damian Pierce would have touchdowns on the ground. Kadarius Tony would have eight receptions for 153 yards and a touchdown. Kyle Pitts would have seven catches for, 100, for 129 yards and a touchdown. Travian Grimes would have four catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. And defensive backs Amari Burney would have 10 total tackles. And defensive back Trey Dean third would have an interception. Oh, we have a couple more. In the Mountain West Championship, we got another little upset here. San Jose State. Uh, finally pushing their way to the top 25. I believe they're 25th in the nation at this point. Um, they beat Boise State 34 to 20. They finished the year undefeated at 7 and 0. Boise State finishes at 5 and 2. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer will lead the Broncos. He will go uh, 20 to 41 for 221 passing yards and a rushing touchdown. Uh, 
Uh, Khalil Shakur would have six catches for 85 yards, and safety J.L. Skinner would have 11 total tackles. For San Jose State, Nick Starkle will go 32 of 52 for 453 yards and three touchdowns. Trey Walker would have seven catches for 137 yards and a TD. Uh, tight end Derek Deese Jr. would have seven total catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. Isaiah Hamilton would have a receiving touchdown as well. And uh, linebacker Ali Matal would have eight total tackles. And defensive lineman Cade Hall would have two sacks. Finally, we get to the American Conference uh, where Tulsa, sorry, Cincinnati gets it done against Tulsa, final score being 27 to 24. Uh, for Tulsa, they were led by Zach Smith, who went 13 to 30 for 166 yards. He would throw a touchdown, but he would throw two picks. Corey Taylor would have 130 rushing yards and a touchdown. Daenerys Prince would have 78 rushing yards and a touchdown. Sam Crawford Jr. would have 79 yards and 79 receiving yards. J.C. Santana would have 54 yards and, and a touchdown. And linebacker Trayvon Reeves uh, would have uh, a sack. For Cincinnati, Devon, uh, sorry, Desmond Ritter would have ninth, uh, would go 19 to 29. For 269 yards, he would also have a touchdown through the air and 83 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jerome Ford would have 57 rushing, yard, 57 rushing yards and a touchdown. Alec Pierce, the, uh, the wide receiver, would have five total catches for 146 yards and a touchdown. And linebacker Jarrell White would have six total tackles and an interception. And defensive end Majai Sanders would have two sacks. All right, y'all. Let's move on uh, to some news. Um, actually, yeah, yeah. One little bit of news here. Um, it looks as though tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida. It looks like he will not uh, be playing in uh, Florida's ball game. Uh, but he has decided to enter the uh, the NFL draft. At 6'6", 239 pounds, he is the highest rated tight end uh, in the draft, according to Mel Kiper Jr. and Todd Mashay. This season, he has uh, 43 catches for 770 yards and also 12 touchdowns in just eight games, uh, including seven catches and 129 yards in a touchdown in the conference title game. So we talked about that against Alabama. So uh, great production against high-quality opp uh, opposition, uh, Pro scouts drew over what goes down in the SEC, just like the media drools over what happens in the SEC. Uh, he should be the again. Uh, if you know Mel Kiper Jr. and Todd McShay have him the bet the highest rated tight end, believe me, um, he will probably be drafted as the first or second tight end. I don't I don't see why not. All right, y'all. Let's move on to the NBA. Uh, like I said, not a whole lot to go over here. Just some uh, mostly some contract extensions to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about the last night of preseason action. Uh, but let's get into that. Rudy Gobert, uh, he will be staying in Utah. The All-NBA Center has recently agreed to a five-year extension from the Jazz worth $205 million. This is the biggest deal for a center in league history. Uh, he's, el he's eligible because he's a two-time Defensive Player of the Year and a three-time All-NBA selection. Although Gobert witnessed at the full Supermax uh offer uh this was done to help out uh the, the rest of the team so they can build around him and also donovan mitchell donovan uh, mitchell will also signed his supermax contract uh worth or his ascension worth five years and 163 million uh some more information about goldberry he was a 27th pick in 2013's draft uh he averages about 14.7 points a game over 12 rebounds he also averages over two blocks a game as well so Defensively, he's probably one of the best centers. Uh, he rebounds, I believe, probably top two or three in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, he leaves something to be desired offensively. He has no three-point shot like they would want the big men to have in this era. But, honestly, he still gets the job done. And, you know, I, I think the Jazz would be better with him than they would probably ever be without him. Uh, let's talk about some other extensions. We're not going to go too much into details, just kind of what the deals were. Uh, we got guard Derek White signing a four-year, $73 million extension with the Spurs. OG Anubi signs a four-year, $72 million extension with the Raptors. Guard Luke Kennard uh, signs a four-year deal for $64 million with the Clippers. Guard Malcare Fultz gets a three-year, $50 million extension from the Magic. Kyle Kuzma gets a three-year, $40 million deal from the Lakers. Uh, and one person who's not getting any type of extension, 
uh, will be guard Lonzo Ball. He would not be getting from uh, getting an extension from New Orleans, and he will become a free agent at season's end. One more piece of news to talk about a little bit is uh, about uh, relocation in the NBA. Uh, Adam Sandler, senior, oh, sorry, Adam Sandler, <laughs> uh, Commissioner Adam Silver. Uh, seems to have a little bit more open mind about this. Of course, we have a whole lot of other stuff going on right now, like, you know, this season. Um, also, coronavirus, how are we going to deal with that? But this is, the, this is the most recent quote coming from him. I think I've always said that it's sort of a manifest destiny of the league that you expand at some point. So that's his quote. Um, it seems to me, I don't know exactly when this would happen. Uh, probably, well, looking at what everything's going on right now, definitely after this coronavirus pandemic or whatever have you, uh, they were probably looking to doing that, getting to some new markets. Uh, I can see now it being almost impossible with, you know, just the money situation right now. But uh, give the league, a, the league a, uh, give the league a year or two to co- probably stabilize, maybe three years down the line, uh, maybe after the retirement of LeBron. You might see something. Um I wonder where they would relocate to or where they would, you know, put some of these teams up. Uh, I mean, San Diego's a choice, even though they've tried San Diego. Uh, You got Las Vegas. I can't name too many cities down south that would need that, that want a basketball team. Uh, We already got Charlotte accounted for. We already got too many teams in Texas. We were were there three teams in Texas. We don't need another one in Texas. Um, Let's see. I mean, uh, where else you got? You got... You know, everybody in their mama's always been talking about Seattle. Uh, Seattle wants the team again. So we have to see what happens. I don't know. I mean, um, to be honest with you, I can't think of a whole lot of cities uh, where a football team or a basketball team, for that matter, is going to do well. I mean, uh, I've I've heard St. Louis, but we already know about the Rams leaving St. Louis recently. I don't know if that would work if they just had a football team leave. Um, but the the baseball team seems to be doing pretty well there. So maybe it's just, you know, the team popularity and just how successful that you know, specific team is. You know, because I don't see the Cardinals even from St. Louis. So maybe a basketball team could work there. They do have a hockey team there. Um, I've also heard, I can't think of a whole lot of cities uh, out there. I mean, maybe Cincinnati. I mean, maybe Kentucky might want a basketball team. Maybe Louisville, maybe. You know, they have a large uh, basketball contingency. Uh, with you know the University of Kentucky down there, you also got Louisville down there. Uh, you also got Indiana. That's a big basketball factor around there. They're all bordering each other. Um, yeah, that's strange. I mean, I, honestly, I just don't know where the league would would go to. You know, I mean, I don't know where they would where they would want to go to. I mean, they, they seem to be successful right now. Um, yeah, that's really strange. Or I really don't. I really don't know about the, know what to say about that one. All right, y'all, let's move on into the scores. Of course, it's from the final day of the preseason. Uh, just three games to talk about, uh, all in the Eastern Conference. First one we want to go through is the Hornets versus the Magic. 120-117 uh, was the final score uh, in favor of the Magic for the Hornets that were led by Devontae Graham. 25 points from him, four rebounds and three assists. Terry Rozier would have 25 points and six assists and also five rebounds. And Cody Zeller would have 13 points and four rebounds. For the Magic, Anthony Gordon, sorry, Aaron Gordon, would have 20 points and 9 rebounds, also 3 assists. And uh, Cole Anthony would have, uh, sorry, 19 points and 2 rebounds, as well as 4 uh, four assists coming off the bench. Uh, moving on, we have uh, the Pistons uh, taking another L here against the Wizards, 99-96 and with the final score. For the Pistons, Derrick Rose and Jeremy Grant would both have 14 points each. Uh, Derrick Rose would have 5 assists to add to that and also 2 rebounds. Uh, Grant would have nine rebounds and two assists to add to, add to his toes. Josh Jackson would have 13 points and eight rebounds coming off the bench as well. For the Wizards, center Thomas Bryant would lead the way, would lead the way excuse me, with 22 points and rebounds. Uh, we also got Bradley Beal getting 15 points and five assists and three rebounds. And Robin Lopez would have 13 points and three assists. For the Hawks, Danilo Gallinari would lead the way. He would have 19 points and five assists coming off the bench. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Off to the final game. I'm sorry, I moved a little bit too quick for me, even for me. Uh, the Hawks get it done against the Grizzlies to cap off their preseason. 117 to 116 was the final score. Uh, the leading score was the Hawks was Danilo Gallinari, 19 points and five assists coming off the bench. Uh, guards Cam Reddish would have 18 points and two assists as well as two rebounds, and Kevin Herter would have 16 points and three rebounds coming off the bench. 
For the Grizzlies, for the Grizzlies uh, Dylan Brooks would have 16, sorry, 17 points. And also John Morant would have 15 points and eight assists and also four rebounds. As far as uh, what else I got going on for the NBA in terms of coverage this week, uh, of course, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with James. Yeah, James Harden. It looks as though Brooklyn is opening up trade talks again. Uh, Miami has actually decided that they're going to pull out of trade talks. So it uh, looks like it's a two-headed race between uh, the 76ers and the Nets. Uh, the Nets... Well, more so, Daryl Morley has been speaking on this, but he seems to be open to trading Ben Simmons. I don't know what it all means, but we will figure it out if anything happens. All right, y'all. Uh, one more thing I want to get into, of course, there was some middle middleweight championship boxing over the weekend, of course, with Canelo Alvarez. Uh, he was set to take on. All right, so you got, you know, Canelo Alvarez, I believe he's 54-1. and one. Uh, and he also uh, got like 30-something knockouts. Whatever. Not all that important. He was in the ring this weekend against this guy, British guy. He was undefeated, Calvin Smith. Canelo wins by unanimous decision. And, um, I mean, let's see, we have, uh, it was for the WBA, uh, WBO titles, all that stuff, WBC, super middleweight title. Um, And Canelo did pr- pretty well for what it's worth. I don't think, Colum Smith was as good as his handlers wanted to sell him to be. Um, I and honestly, I, I I personally think the people he needs to be fighting at that weight class are the Charlo brothers, Jamel or Jamal. Take your pick. I think they're the top echelon. Um, he also uh, he's already beaten Daniel Jacobs, so I'll give him that. He does have a rematch on the way at some point against Triple G, Gennady Golovkin. That's going to happen at some point too. Um, but I'm not worried about wins against Callum Smith. Um, I don't know where he came from. He's one of those guys. He just kind of just came out of nowhere. I, you know, again, I'm not interested until Canelo gets in the ring with one of the Charlo brothers. Uh, he can also fight Demetrius Andre. He's out there. He's a top 160 guy. You also got Dimitri Bivo. Uh, he's a, he's an assassin. Uh, I'm, I will, I'll tell you like this. It was a, a decent enough win. Not enough for me to really break it down against these punch stats like I would normally do. It's one of the mill, a run the wheel performance, one of the mill performance from you know guy, guy that we're used to doing that against certain competition. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna say he hasn't grown since his fight against Floyd Mayweather. I think he has in some ways. I, I still gotta see him in the top against the top echelon. Um, he hasn't proven that to me just yet. Um, he does have that one against, you know, Gennady Golovkin. That fight, that second fight could have gone either way, but I'll give him that. Uh, but he's going to have to win out that season to win that rubber match. In my opinion, he's going to have to fight a couple of these other guys out here. I've already mentioned him. Um, yeah, Canelo just racks up these wins against these guys. You know, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, he's, he's like a cash cow, you know, they're going to keep putting him in the ring with all these different guys and it, it, they're gonna hype him all up, and they're gonna try to tell they're gonna try to tell us that he's dangerous. Whatever guy he's fighting is dangerous. Again, unless he's one of the guys that I mentioned, don't don't believe the hype, y'all. I'm not. Canelo's fine. Um, if you if you really want to say that, I think he definitely looked better in the second uh, Triple G fight. But again, it's a rivalry. It's a, it's a, it's a trilogy. It's it's you know it hasn't been set in stone yet. The first fight was a draw, so. Again, there you go. It wasn't like, you know, so it's like, eh, okay. So, um, and then he has that loss against Floyd Mayweather. So, I mean, I, I think he's a good fighter. I still think he has a few more fights against some some top echelon opponents before I can actually take him to the next level and say, okay, he's a potential great. He's a potential all-time great. He's a GOAT. I, I don't see it yet. Uh, he hasn't given me that that great fight against that, that real dangerous opponent just yet. That, you know, that's a deserving of it. That's just me. I'm going to keep it quick and simple. Um, decent win, but that's about all that I'm going to give him. So, 
Moving on from that, we're going to call it a wrap for tonight. Uh, as far as what else I got going on, in terms of the YouTube, uh, please check that out. I just released my newest sports stories. Uh, it's about my favorite episode. It's Monday Night Raw. So please check that out. Uh, give me some support there. I have a few sports stories up. Uh, I'm also working on a, a poem for the review. Uh, this time around, it will be another uh, WWE event. Uh, this time, it will be the first um, I can't remember what pay per view it was on at this very moment, but it it'll basically be the fir- it'll basically be the pay per view uh, that showcased the first ever TLC match. So Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys, and uh, oh god, the Dudley, yeah, the Dudleys, yeah. So uh, look out for that. That'll be coming up pretty soon. I also want to get into some geography geography type of stuff. Uh, for one, I want to get into a Washington. In Washington State, Washington D.C. slash Washington D.C. compared video comparison slash contrast video, because I've been hearing too many people keep keep getting it wrong. That y'all obviously need to learn something. Sorry, it's not that a disrespect for none of y'all, nobody, but it's just the fact that I keep every time I bring up Washington D.C. or I have a discussion, somebody always gotta gotta miss 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 get it wrong with the state. We gonna change that. We going into 2020, we going into 21, 2021, knowing the differences between Washington State and Washington, D.C., y'all. It's, again, I'm not disrespecting nobody, but we going, I'm, what I like to do, I like to teach people sometimes, so I'm going to have some fun with it. Also, another project I got on the line, um, I got a, another top 10 list, uh, my top 10 worst Republican slash conservative cities. Uh, I'm going to bring another one out for this year. Uh, I know I did one last year on the podcast. If you haven't, uh, I would suggest you check it out to kind of get an idea where I'm going at. Uh, we're going to put this one on YouTube. We're going to have videos and gifts and pictures and and more and, you know, new information. Hopefully some new cities as well. Well, definitely some new cities as well. But look out for that too coming down in, in, in the future. Not necessarily the immediate future, but after, like I said, the couple of projects that I've already brought up. I have some more music reviews that I got to do on on the podcast, so look out for those. It just going—I'm not gonna keep talking about them. I'm just gonna just pop up on the scene with them. So don't worry about them. Um, oh, we gotta get into some college basketball. I need to—I'm getting all my information together for you guys now to kind of explain what's going on at this point in the season. Who's who? Um, there's some things that we gotta talk about. Kentucky's not doing that good this year. I want to talk to you guys about that again. Who's good? Who's bad? Who's what? Who? Where they play? If some of y'all don't know, that's why we here. That's why I'm here. Um, as far as the news is concerned, of course, uh, the Congress Congress has just passed a new stimulus package, uh, including $600 personal payments. We will be talking a little bit about that as well. Of course, all the other news that's coming across our way. That's how we do here. So y'all keep a lookout. Y'all keep, uh, make sure you follow me. Again, I have been neglecting the social media like i should not be we got to work on that bear with me <laughs> i've been working uh it's the holiday time i've been trying to get myself a new phone but i i gotta take care of other people so that's the way the holidays go but again if you're looking to get in touch with me you can hit me up on facebook i have a page for the show at never out of bounds you can also hit me up on a on instagram as well at L Jamal seven ninety one E L J A M A H seven nine one again that's L Jamal seven ninety one E L J A M A H seven nine one. All right, y'all. That's it for me. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out. One love, and I'll holler at you guys later.